Welcome to another episode of the Neoliberal Realm podcast. This episode is entitled Rethinking Critical Economics 101. The Fed raises interest rates again. Sixteen years of age, I've been studying economics as a discipline, and we learned that economics is the allocative, the allocative, or the mechanism, the mechanism. Okay, the mechanism or the principle. Economics is economics is the, the distribute looks at the distribution of resources in society, the distribution of resources in society, especially. And economics is important because economics assumes assumes, or the people who did invent economics, or this idea of economics assumes that resources are limited in a in a given society and because resources are limited then 
we have to come up with a di- a, a method, a dist- a method of distribution, a distributional method to distribute. Yes, to distribute or to allocate resources amongst people in society, and it also okay. But part of this assumption in economics is that needs wants are unlimited their wants are unlimited but resources are limited so there so there are a number of assumptions that give rise to economic to, to the principle and to the process and to the method and this of economics economics is important in in society based on our understanding of economics and it is important because it is the way in which society distributes resources amongst unlimited limited resources amongst unlimited wants unlimited wants that are competing with each other unlimited wants and desires speaking about human nature now because part of economics speaks to speaks to human nature so we're talking about unlimited wants and desires and there is a dynamic in society and we talk about and there's a dynamic in society that put people against each other so people so people <clears throat> compete against each other because people have needs and people are and and there is this and some people are selfish so because needs wants wants needs are limited Needs you cannot do without, but wants are unlimited. You can do without, but you have unlimited wants, and 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 all those wants are competing against each other within a system of privilege and position. The economics now, economics, depending on the economic system you have, would help to adjudicate. Would 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 the type of economic system you have guide inform this distribution among the, the wants amongst competing ones but when you have but if as if you have a society that protects the privilege and then you have an and, and and then you have an economic system that's supposed to allocate resources equitably equitably among these competing resources and so, so therefore you have to in other words so therefore in order for economics to work then there has to be fair game in order for you to distribute resources okay amongst competing ones they have to be what is known as fear game now this brings us to the point a very important point the point i want to make this brings us to the very important point of interest rates because i want to let you guys know that the federal whenever the, the federal government has decided to increase interest interest rates as a way to help stem inflation the ability to increase to manipulate interest rates is powerful because it because if you can manipulate interest rate it means you can you can manipulate demand and supply yet demand and supply 
Yet we, are, we live in a perfectly competitive society where demand and supply, are, where people are free, where demand and supply sets. The dynamic between demand and supply is what guides and instructs prices and so on. So this is a very important point I'm about to make and this is very important that you have to listen to this. Demand and supply is affected by price but they say that demand and supply is what sets pricing. In other words, the demand for a good and the supply for it affects the price of the good. Okay, if the demand of the good is high, then it's going to affect the price. Now, the fact of the matter, this is a very important point I'm about to make to let you, to show you how society is set up in a way to ensure that those who are ahead remain ahead. If you raise interest rates, Please remember that in society you have people with resources and people without resources. We say that economics is supposed to ensure that society distributes resources equitably, yet we have high amount of income inequality and so on. So that means it's a problem. That means economics, economic is failing. The economic system within a society that ensures equitable distribution of, of resources is failing when you have high amount of income inequality and poverty. Which is symptomatic of this high crime and violence when we talk about relative deprivation. But when you have a rising interest rate, when you have interest rates rising, you have two sets of people, those with money and those without. When interest rates rise, those without money, how is this in where, how is how does this increase in interest rate affect those without money? But I mean those with money. What about those with money? How does it okay? How does it affect them? I'm going to share and this is very important when you increase interest rate you are mopping up liquidity it is a it is a it is a method of mopping up liquidity it is part of economics the economic of we'll be right back after we have to we'll be right back after this this is this is very important remember you know mopping up liquidity mopping up this economic system in you know, a mopping up liquidity in other words you're trying to reset the economy you're trying to fix the economy Okay. The economy, because the economy is not intelligent enough. Yet still, we said that we live in a perfectly a free, a, 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 a perfectly free market, it's free, unhindered, un, in, uninhibited. We'll be right back after these messages. There are man-made fixtures all around us. This is well known. But why is it an important question? Is it important because of the facade of truth that becomes cemented in mind, thereby forgetting the human nature that comes with these fixtures steeped in privilege, selfishness and greed? 
leading to positions that takes or at or take advantage of other peoples. Therefore, we must not take for granted an existence created within our reality, bent in the ways of the creators, or else you will be left behind to hold the stick. You and your children and grandchildren. Hence, critical thinking is necessary as it thinks about thinking in relation to thought and rethinks the thought that was central to thinking that has positioned our thoughts and realities. What is critical thinking? In its simplistic and basic definition, it is thinking about thinking and what was previously or is the current thought that builds on or debunk information that leads to new discoveries of thought and positions that improves life. It is deliberately and intentionally reflecting on truths, challenging oneself, whether through introspective discourse or engagements with others. It deconstructs reality by scrutinizing current knowledge and truths we have about ourselves. Critical thinking is usually within the realm of the post-colonial, post-modern, skeptics or those who are fighting for better, leading to effective and progress, or leading to effective progress. Effective change and progress. <coughs> This brings us to critical economics, which when placed within what we have said about critical thinking, is then thinking and rethinking ideas and principles about economics that has come to shape how we allocate or distribute resources within society. It means looking at the, inequ in looking at the inequity and distributional challenges in society today from an economics that aims to, or from an economic that aims to allocate resources fairly and efficiently. However, a free market system has not achieved that. What economics was developed or supposed to do? Distribute evenly within perfectly within a perfectly within a perfectly competitive market. It is full of nepotism driven by neo-capitalistic forms of economics. Within a capitalist society such as the US, where buyers and sellers transact business and set prices. However, the Feds have raised interest rates a third time in the last few months, which directly affects prices, as it affects costs of financial instruments, so on and so forth. The cost is then passed on to the consumers, the working class. There's a story in, Yah in Yahoo News regarding the standoff on interest rate hikes by the Feds. The story is entitled Federal Reserve and the Markets in Standoff on, hike on Rate Hikes. According to the story, sooner or later, either Wall Street or the Federal Reserve has to blink. Nearly a year, nearly a year, 
the story continues. Into the Fed's drive to squash inflation by hiking interest rates at a blistering pace, investors still don't seem to fully believe what the Fed's warn is coming next. Higher rates through the end of the year, which could, sim- which could sharply raise unemployment and slow growth. That's according to a story written by Christopher Ruggaber and Stan Choi, or Stan Choi 2, January, or Stan Choi on Tuesday, January 24, 2023, at 11.14 a.m. Further, increases in interest rates, or, or in interest rates, affects behaviors in the market. People usually spend less and park their money in investment schemes or high yield savings accounts if they know they're going to get higher interest rates. Borrowers will have to pay more on their loans and therefore less people may want to access loans. This drives down demand, especially when demand is outstripping supply given the amount of money in the economy and the limited supply. However, those without money or limited funds will bear the brunt of the cost stemming from the increase in or the increases in interest rates. Raising interest rates must be understood in terms of who benefits. Lenders, bankers, the rich, those with money who can afford to lend and garner greater returns from a slowing economy, and those who can afford to park millions in investments and high-yield savings accounts. The rest will see a freeze in salaries and wages increase in mortgages and loans. Some consumer goods, given the increase in production and labor costs, coming from higher interest rates on business loans. The cost is passed to the working class so as to keep them working, or so as to keep them in the working class. And to ensure supernormal profits for the rich. The Fed, comprised of wealthy investors, financiers, old money, politicians, who control monetary policies, have come to supply a doctrine enshrined into psych and academia without challenge. If the Feds increase rates to mop up liquidity, it means then that they are increasing the cost of living on the working class so that they can retreat, retreat to the usual, working paycheck to paycheck, because the thinking is that there is too much money in the economy. But who really has the money in the economy? The wealthy or the poor working classes who will now suffer the wrath of the Fed's interest rate hikes? We asked the question in a poll available on our Twitter and LinkedIn pages, why do the Fed raise interest rates? A, to mop up liquidity, B, to reduce, infl- to reduce inflation, C, to ensure higher returns, or D, to maintain the status quo, and E, I don't know. You can participate by going to our Twitter page, Ronaldo McKenzie, McKenzie or Reverend Ronaldo C. McKenzie on link- Twitter or LinkedIn, respectively. This, this, this conversation is available, available in the Neoliberal Journals at the Neoliberal Corporation. Let me let me let me end this particular reflection by saying this. Therefore, the post-colonial man must be a critical thinker who is a skeptic, one who is suspicious of history and its creation of the present. For like Kant, we live in the reality of a history 
that is a result of human nature and circumstance. Kant's critique of pure reason and practical knowledge, including Newtonian physics, being the foundation of knowledge about everything unchanging and categories of the mind. He challenged as dangerous any study of moral codes as foundation to any knowledge outside of the variety outside of the varieties of human natures. Social institutions represent traditions of knowledge steeped in hegemony and privilege, and so too is the Federal Reserve, and their manipulation of interest rates, which manipulate behavior and prices. This particular presentation and reflection is situated within the conversation we are having in Caribbean thought and in, and in the, the book Globalization Reconsidered. The book was initially neoliberal globalization reconsidered, but with the reflections I'm having with my with my with my with my advisor, Professor Emeritus Martin Oppenheimer, I will now call the book Globalization Reconsidered for looking at globalization from a skeptic skeptics approach within a post-colonial milieu. So we're looking forward to that book, but it's a work in pro progress. But the discussions here formulate part of that and formulate part of a lecture I will, I'm giving to my students at the Jamaica Theological Seminary, looking at Caribbean thought and situate, situating it within broader conversations about the past and how that influenced the present and looking at opportunities for the future. This is the Neoliberal Round Podcast. of course you're talking about people like Karl Marx who wrote Das Kapital you're talking about Jean Corbert Baptiste okay you're talking about um, that influence Adam Smith's wealth of nations yes and you're talking about Max Weber protestant ethic and the spirit of capitalism and all that goes with this and which which one which was which runs alongside this the sociological sociology when you look at historical sociology tra traditional sociology devoid of anthropology was one that was a heavy born within colon colonial colonialism full of ethnocentrism to 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 provide a perspective on, on society that supports an economic arrangement. <clears throat> now, I was, anyway, but beyond that, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the interest rate because the feds, are, the feds have indicated that they will increase interest rates. And I, and I tell you, that is communism. I tell you, that is dictatorship at its best. I tell you, that is that has nothing to do with the perfect it is it defies me that we can talk about a perfectly competitive system economic system where 
buyers and sellers. Yes? Control the market. Have that kind of free will. Yet the economics, economics is economics that the economic that we have does not. It's not the, the economic system that we employ does not speak to that. It's something completely different. Whoever, if you can in, increase, if you have the ability to manipulate interest rate, that's a power. That that that's a power that you have over demand and supply and over people. But anyways, and I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna share with you a very important point as it relates to increasing interest rates because. These people are playing. I mean, they—they they are playing with people's lives. And that is the, that is the thing. And I'm telling you that. Uh, of, now, of course, there are those who will challenge my argument. And they would use economic and um, economic principles, promoters and supporters of wealth of nation type of economic system. People who are concerned about their privileges, or those who are parochial and and don't think outside of the box. No, think about it. As if uh, outside of the fact that in um, the ability to raise to manipulate interest rates provides tremendous power to people within an economic system such as a capitalist system that is that that is based on on that's based on a perfectly competitive market where buyers and sellers buyers and sell, where buyers and sellers transact make transactions or or exchanges that helps to set economic conditions increasing the interest rate affect and manipulate people's behavior based on the direction of a country or the feelings of others raising the interest rates has never has never provided the kind of solutions to society in terms of helping society i was speaking with a, a, an old university of penn graduate and he said i remember when 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 i used i used to be paid two dollars now now there's no there's, that's still the door there's no two dollars a day now two dollars a day is what is needed now just if you let if you earn less than two dollars a day then you're considered below the poverty, living below the poverty line. Anything over two fifty is above the poverty line. But I'm telling you, two dollar fifty per day won't, won't do, won't help anyone. When the Fed say, when the Fed say they, that they are going to increase interest rates. They are, this is a signal, a signal to them and their friends that, okay, put, don't spend any more money, put your money in the banks, 
Put your money in investments. Put your money in government bonds and stock. Okay? But money in the... Please remember that we talk about trickle-down economics. Trickle-down economics. Okay? You provide an advantageous situation for those who have money. Yes? So that the money can trickle down. But, but in an interest rate, there's no trickling down. That's what's going to happen. We're going to talk about this a little bit more. This is indeed, this is indeed interesting. This new thrust by the well, it's not a new thrust. With the, um, there's there's always been the feds. There's always been the feds, the, and just so you know, the Federal Reserve is made up of. It's not just. It's, it's, it's a it's a corporation between the government. Yes, and very wealthy bankers. And privateers and investors and financiers and people with money. The feds. There's a cooperation between the elites, the wealthy, the people with the money, the financiers, and okay, and that's quite interesting. Which, uh, which, uh, uh, setting up a, a federal reserve to manipulate, I mean, requires, okay, say for example, requires. A representative of the people and who is that the, the president but more often than not look at Donald Trump was he representing the people he, he's a rich he's already an elite he's already rich he's already wealthy we our lives are being controlled by the Federal Reserve by by people who can manipulate interest rate because which is actually which is a which a, which, a, which is a great and a great creation for those who who are opportunists when you raise the interest rate people with money park their money on government paper stocks and bonds and savings park their money it does not encourage Productivity. It does not encourage productivity, investment in infrastructure. Raising the interest rates that creates, that causes a particular behavior where, where the rich or those with money can park their money in certain places so that they can, that will guarantee them more money. While those with very little money or with no money, okay, or first, or okay, with ver people with very little or no money, or people who have money who have no business to have money, not supposed to have money, and who are on shaky grounds. What do they do with their with the limit with with the, the limited or the no money that they have? They have to spend it. They spend the money. You mean, so in other words, you know, please remember. What is the what is the purpose of one of the purposes of raising interest rates is to manipulate consumer behavior, is to interrupt the market, is to apply a level of control 
that takes away a particular kind of freedom that is causing an imbalance or causing the economic arrangement and system to act out of control, out of what it was designed to do, to guarantee wealth for for a particular group of people. Now, please remember, please note this. You in you increase interest. I'm sorry. So when you in, when interest when you increase the interest rates, just so you know, the purpose of increasing interest rates again is to man is to mop up liquidity. Liquidity. What is liquidity? Liquid. Something that is something that a watery substance, but liquidity in economics means instruments that can turn into money quickly money so you're yeah, mopping up mop money in the economy there's too much money in the economy so you have to mop it up you have to take it away take it out of the hands of people there's too much money in other words if there's too much money that means there's too much goods there's too people there's too people have to people have this the capacity to too many people have the capacity to purchase goods and services That is the, that is the thing, and I'm telling you that uh, of, now. Of course, there are those who will challenge my argument, and they would use eco- economic and um, economic principles, promoters and supporters of wealth of nation type of economic system. People who are concerned about their privileges, or those who are parochial and who, and don't think outside of the box. No, think about it. As if. Uh, Outside of the fact that inf- um, the ability to raise, to manipulate interest rates provides tremendous power to people within an economic system, such as a capitalist system, that is that that is based on on that's based on a perfectly competitive market where buyers and sellers, buyers and sellers where buyers and sellers transact, make transactions or, or exchanges that helps to set economic conditions. Increasing the interest rate affect and manipulate people's behavior based on the direction of a country or the feelings of others. Raising the interest rates has never, has never provided the kind of solutions to society in terms of helping society. I was speaking with a, a, an old University of Penn graduate, and he said, "I remember when, 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 when I used, I used to be paid two dollars. Now, now there's no, there's, that's through the door. There's no two dollars a day now." Two dollars a day is what is needed. No, just if you le- if you earn less than two dollars a day, then you're considered below the poverty, living below the poverty line. 
anything over two fifty is above the poverty line. But I'm telling you, two dollar fifty per day won't won't do won't help anyone. But you raise the interest rate to mop up liquidity, to take money from out of the economy. So that means that it's gonna cost the people more. Those people who need, who don't have have money, who have who have to borrow money, yes, and those people who already have loans, the cost of those loans go up, especially if if, if it's a if it's variable, variable loans that attract variable interests, and 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 if it's not fixed, variable. When the interest rate high, those rich people who have money in invest in who have invested their money and more often than not they have their their money tied up in some kind of investment, they get richer. Poor people who have to go, who have to get loans and borrow money, they get poor because now it's going to cost them more money. It helps to create a situation where there's more income inequality in society and poverty. Let's see what the Gini coefficient, what's going to happen with the Gini coefficient in the US over the next couple of weeks and months. What needs to happen in terms of instead of raising the interest, we cannot raise it. If you are going to raise the interest rates to mop up liquidity, because you say that because it because of inflationary means, the liquidity that needs to be mopped up is the imbalance in society that provides more money to some people. That's what the, the you know the thing is. There's too much money in the economy. There's too much spending happening. In other words, the people who are supposed to have money are not supposed to have it. And that's a problem. Please remember, we're, we're talking about contending for, contending for unlimited wants and desires. And the more money you have, the more you, the more you can the more you are able or you'll be in a position to satisfy your unlimited desires. The amount of money that some people have, they don't need to have that money compared to, compared to, compared to the lack and the needs in society. I'm, I'm telling you, it is draconian. It is a sin. It's evil. When you see what people have and what others don't have and the way how they... And the way how they try to get more the willingness to pay people pittance why receive I mean that that you look at society and human nature the fact of the matter is it's gonna cost in raising the interest rates does not fix anything it only resets everything it provides so it provides greater money for people and you know who, who already have money that has always been the case 
let's look at it deeper or deeper. If one dollar, if if you raise interest rates, it's gonna, as I said to you, it's gonna affect how much it's gonna affect wages and earnings. They, instead of using your money to create investments that leads to creativity and innovation and so on that will help that will lead to um, paying jobs for people they're going to park it so that means the people the, the money that's supposed to be trickling down that's supposed to move the economy are going to be there because it's it's hidden or it's parked that going to do with demand um supply on the supply side this is quite interesting and we you know when you really sit down and study this ability to manipulate interest rates in relation to what's going on in society with terms of income inequality and poverty poverty income inequality and poverty And who have money and who don't have the money and how this increase this mopping up of liquidity taking money out of the economy in, in, in essence you are transferring money from one group of people to the other that's what um interest rate that's what it, it in effect that's what it will happen that's what it does transference of money it provides that opportunity for that it provides opportunity for that to happen To have, probably have to come up. We have to come up. We have to abolish the federal reserves. But, but didn't anybody? Um, any, has anyone thought about abolishing the federal reserves? Federal reserve has not created, has not fixed anything. Maybe right. Let us continue with, with our anecdotal analysis. Thinking critically about interest rates and the Fed's ability to increase interest rates. Especially and, and they did just did and they just increased the interest rates. Again. I think they increase this is probably the fourth or fifth time they're increasing the interest rates. Because they're trying to mop up liquidity <clears throat> there's much happening in the society today just so you know um microsoft laid off ten thousand people wawa is no longer open 24 hours for a lot of the stores in some of these cities philadelphia and so on there okay there has been a lot of there's a it's it's, it's there's there's been a lot of news about the uh, um about from econ um from economists saying that predicting a bad outlook for the economy the economy is um is is struggling it's been struggling.
economy struck, uh, the struggling to rebound since COVID and with all that's happening in the world. And I say to you, the people, you know, when you look at the types of people in the world, people with money and people without money, and those with, the people with money, how does this, how does it affect them? The people without money, you think of them in terms of cost. So let's so let's continue. We are We're talking about two types of people in the world, people with money and those without money. And this and the feds and the and the fact that the fed is the feds are increasing interest rates is gonna affect the most vulnerable society. Again, those with no money, those with no money and rather and just so you know, we talk about cost. People with no money usually have costs. Interest rate, and they, they usually, and they, and the people with no money are limited money, are working class, middle class people, they borrow money. You think of them in terms of cost. Because the costs, they always hear the costs in society. They always bear the cost in society. So if you, once you raise the interest rate, it means the cost. You're raising cost. You're raising cost. You raise interest rates, you're raising cost. In other words, it will cost people more to get loans. Or if you already have loans and mortgages and it will it's gonna and it, it's gonna cost you more. It's gonna cost you. So if you have money and you have no business having money, just so you know, it's going to cost you. Now, they're mopping up liquidity. They're taking more money from you. And who gets the money? The wealthy. The people who lend you the, the money. The people who lend you the loan. Lend you the money in order to do what you're doing. The loans that people get, it comes from... From lending. From loans. Investors, people with the money. So now they're gonna get. So now, so you think of them in terms of er, you think of them in terms of earnings, revenue. They think in terms of revenue, earnings. Capitalists, they own stuff, so they own, so they are paid what is owed to them. But they also lend, so they are paid. And so when you increase interest rates, in a sense, you are making the market favorable to those rich people who can lend people who can lend money but people who can borrow money i mean so, so sorry but people who can't lend who more often than not borrow money the customers it's, it's affecting the customers it will affect the customers the consumers 
I'm not going to contribute to customers in society. The customers of loans and all those other stuff. In terms of goods and services, yeah, is it going is, is it, is, is it, is it to affect um, the price of goods and services? Of course it's going to affect the price of goods and services. It's gonna, it's gonna price of goods and services. The price is gonna go up. The price of goods and services is gonna go up because, of course, I, I talk about cost. People who earn, they're gonna have more money. So, yes, they have, they, whether or not you increase in, interest rates, that cause an increase in prices. The people with money, it doesn't gonna, it's not gonna affect the people with the money because they are already gonna benefit from the increase. In other words, they're gonna get. In other words. Because they are lenders in within this economic system, then they are gonna get more. They, so they're gonna get back money. They're gonna earn more than okay. So whatever they have put in it, they're gonna earn. And just so you know, rich people have been concerned about their earnings, about how much money they are making. So they so a lot of pressure is brought to bear on the federal government. Listen, we're not making the money that we usually make. We're not making as much money anymore. Because of inflation as well. So because well, because of inflation things are higher. So the value of their in the value of their loan the value of their loans will go down. So of course, yes, you want to increase the interest rates so that you can be paid more. So that you can be paid more for on your on on, on the loans and your investments and so on and so forth. So all of that is brought to bear. Raising the interest rate is really an ability. It's really an ability. It's really a method, a mechanism that takes care of the wealthy, that takes care of lenders, that takes care of investors, that takes care of the people with money. It preserves their position. It preserves their wealth. Okay. It gives them the ability to make more, and also it provides them the ability to make more money. And of course, goods and services may will increase, but they can they can afford it. Now those, the people without money, who can't buy goods, you say, well, if you raise the, if, if you raise the interest rates, it's gonna affect people, and it raise and it causes an increase in, in, in prices and so on and so forth. That means it's gonna affect people's ability to buy, and people who make goods and so on and so forth. But just so you know, they just franchising of. Of services now what the wealthy are doing is they are no longer directly responsible they're no longer directly responsible for anything what well, they, they have created a new way now franchise franchises you went from slavery yes to wage labor to now franchises yes so and so the franchise system is that is created in, in a beautiful way almost like that resembling what Donald Trump has okay you just put his you just put his name on on on, 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 on the building yes whether or not whether or not the business make money he still gets his money that's the franchise system okay the franchise system whether or not you make money you still have to pay the franchise for their idea for their intellectual properties and so on and so forth. you still have to pay them their money for what for, for their ownership and their monopoly over the thing you have to pay them 
still have to play them. Whether or not it does well, that's franchising. Franchising is the worst thing ever, and another strategy within capitalism that now provides, that ensures, ensures that, that can ensure that people with money can, can it, so, they're passing on the cost to the masses again, to labor. So, you know, labor has a chance to own their own business, but they're not owning anything. They're just taking, they're just taking on more, more of the costs. Whether or not you, they, the business earn, the people who own the brand, they have to, they still get paid. That's that's the debut. That's the debut about franchises. The franchise system now. Just so you know. So when you think about when you think about um, think about it like that, then of course. There's one more thing I'd like to add, um, because I'd, I've actually published this podcast, but there's one more thing I must add to the conversation, which I just added to the article. The feds are interventionists, much like the technocrats leading the structural adjustment projects that had made the Caribbean into debt burden havens and dependent capitalist states. The IMF, World Bank, the Inter-American Development Bank, IDB, all represented a bureaucratic machinery that controlled the monetary systems in the global South countries, where they had lent monies at interest rates that affected these economies of the global South in the Caribbean. These structuralist banks of the Washington Consensus, we call them, and you can see my book on the Washington Consensus title of my book again is neoliberalism globalization income inequality poverty and resistance these structuralist banks of the washington consensus we call imf idb world bank much like the federal reserve represented wealthy groups nations that helped to influence the terms of conditions of the of the monies loaned to the caribbean the newly independent countries the newly independent countries spent much of their time meeting in um, time trying to make or to meet interest payments while their peoples lack the resources needed to improve their lives to compete in the global economy. The World Bank and technocrats of the Washington Consensus have apologized. Recognizing their strategy of implementing structural adjustment too rapidly and inhumanely. Today, the World Bank has limited role in how has a limited role, has a limited role, how it lends funds to poor countries or poorer countries and has forgiven some of the debt with conditions still. However, the interest rate hikes in post-industrial countries are pressuring international banks to lend at higher rates as well. 
which also stems from the demand of its funders and financiers, privateers, bankers, as such, as such, or therefore the Caribbean might be faced with a similar situation which had started in the 1970s where OPEC caused many Caribbean countries to seek loans that were that they that they were unable to pay back. The Feds represent a bureaucratic machinery much like the IMF and the World Bank. ran by technocrats who represent government and wealthy bankers and financiers. The technocrats employ the interests of their members and funders. The Fed or the Federal Reserve may have similar interests, yet it has protections in our laws given its other responsibilities to print and regulate money and maintain the value of the currency. Yet there are those who have called for the abolition of the Federal Reserve for something better. No, the Fed itself was created as something better. I discussed the Federal Reserve when I had interviewed John Anthony Castro, the 2024 U.S. presidential candidate some time ago. I believe it was on May of 2024, or May 2024, on on this podcast. He explored the idea behind the Federal Reserve and plans he has for it if he were to become the next president of the United States. And of course, um, you can see a a copy of this, of the conversations I'm having here in the neoliberal round, in the neoliberal journal, sorry, in the neoliberal journals on on the neoliberal corporations magazine website, www.neoliberal.com. And there is, uh, and the, the, the title of the article is Rethinking Critical Economics 101. The Federal Reserve is raising interest rates again, and there is a link to the to the to the interview to the interview I did with John Anthony Castro, where he where we spoke uh, a little bit about the Federal Reserve and the idea behind it, so on and so forth. This is the Neoliberal Rome podcast. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe for free on any platform. They are too numerous for me to name. And send us uh, a feedback. Share this show with your friends. The, the, our podcast and our feeds are all free. But please support us by providing, by, support us by donating at anchor.fm slash neoliberal slash support. Anchor spelled A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash the neoliberal and many people have a problem with the neoliberal t-h-e-n-e-o-l-i-b-e-r-a-l slash support anchor.fm slash support please send me an email at renaldocmckenzie at gmail.com this is the neoliberal round podcast brought to you by the the neoliberal corporation visit us at www.theneoliberal.com what good Thank you.
closing, there has been massive layoffs in every major industry, including the tech, food chains, and entertainment. With the expected lower tax returns, growing layoffs, interest rate hikes, lingering inflation, etc., it seems a recession is looming. The signs are evident, and many economists have been alluding to this. The Fed's interventions are not working, and it seems to be affecting both Wall Street and consumers. Nevertheless, the consumers, or let's put it best, let's let's say let's let, if if we are to be accurate, nevertheless, the working class will experience the burden. We may need more debt mentors like Jeanette Mackenzie Taylor, my sister, who I just recently discovered is a volunteer as a debt mentor, helping single parent moms in the U in the United Kingdom, in the UK, who are debt burdened. And we will carry a podcast next talking about this. This is the Neoliberal Podcast. We will we will share with you. We will talk we will we will talk credits after we come back. <laughs>